herding cats to get this motherfucker going, but we got it. We fucking got it, man. We will jump through hoops for this one. Yeah, can uh, let's just be honest. Um, it would we expect anything different from episode one? That issues we probably had, like, oh, are we doing this right? Oh, we need to rush. And then episode one hundred being the same thing, and with a very person. yeah, with a very very special guest, Mr. Devin Walker. Dude, I'm so fucking stoked right now. Like, I just want to say to the listeners and to the Devin fans and to the challenge fandom podcast fans which is really weird to say by the way um but to all of you guys you have no idea what we went through to ensure that this episode with devin would be number 100 to match up with him being our first episode like we jumped through hoops we bent over backwards we moved shit around we literally have a a round table right now plus two other interviews that we have been holding three other interviews that we have been holding plus a, our round table on mount rushmore that we're holding just so that devin can be number 100 because he fucking deserves it oh, i got beer i'm drinking beer what the only thing that would have made it better is if you would have said fellow deviants fellow deviants yeah <laughs> very true could you help me? I, I don't drink beer clearly because I can't even fucking open it. I think it's the same concept as like a, a soda can. I got the wiggles and I was so excited. I was so excited. Are you just as nervous as the first time? I'm more so. I'm more nervous this time, I think. Like, it, and maybe not more. It's like a different so nervous see, because like the yeah. first time it was nervous because it was our first guest. It was our first episode. It was really like our first recording with anybody outside of our own team. And cause we had done like practice recordings and stuff up to that point. And, um, and that was it. And so it was, that part was really like crazy. And I had crazy anxiety from that, but now it's like, there's that pressure of like, can we live up to and like do better than we did the first time? Because that shit was messy. <laughs> But it still turned out great. It really did. Like Rick and I listened to it uh, last night because we were just trying to like figure out it, it, what we talked to Devin about the first time, because like we have all these like obligatory questions that we ask people now, because now we know who we are and what our goal is and what what kind of story we want to help build. But we didn't know that on episode one. And so like listening back through it, like we didn't talk to Devin about his casting story. We didn't talk to him about his childhood. We didn't talk to him about like, you know, what he wanted to be, how he got into reality TV, like what made him want to go on it. We didn't talk to him about his Mount Rushmore. We didn't talk to him about anything because we, we weren't in that stage yet, you know. And so but like even just listening back through it, I was like, oh, we were so cute. <laughs> I listened about half of it today. Yeah, it's it's still a good episode. Like it's still a good oh, yeah. interview, but I'm just like I, I think I, I think kind of going back to the the nervous thing, I think I'm more just like excited to do Devin right this time. Because I yeah. not that we did him wrong or anything, but just like what we've turned ourselves into since the last time we got to talk to him. I am excited to give him that experience, I think is more what I'm trying to say. And for those who are listening and caught a previous reference and message, Karina. Devin is one of the two guests that I was not on the full interview for. Yes. So if you heard that episode where we hinted to you guys of like our first returning guest that was going to be our episode 100 and Rick gave a, a clue and this was it. Yeah. So 
It's uh, I, I'm I'm excited. I am excited. <laughs> I'm so stoked. That was where you started from the office, and then you yeah. like went home at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> he calls it out. He's like big off, big flex, <laughs> big flex on the office. Yeah, on the office <laughs> interview. You know, with the Falcon scene. I tried to find my Falcon hoodie, but it was a no go. Oh, oh, there we are, gang, gang. What's up? Oh shit. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. What's up? What's up, champ? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry (laughs) about this. uh, Sorry about the lighting scenario here and the audio is all fucked up. We thought we rented a mansion and instead we got a house that is literally under construction. Oh, Oh, my God. (laughs) So we're not off to a great start. Uh, Oh, my God. But, you know, we will persevere. You know what? We uh, we, we listened will. to the interview last night, the first time you were on. And because it was our very first episode. Oh, oh cheers. Cheers. Tradition. <laughs> um, and we were listening to audio edits and Karina's and me were talking. We're like, we could remaster this, but we shouldn't just show the evolution of where we're at now. I'm going to get this intro done just to give you the heads up, Devin. There's no fucking way I'm going to let bananas outdo us on an intro for you. It's just not going to fucking happen. <laughs> Hell yeah. Corey is hopping on. As you can see, the team's expanded a bit since last time. Yeah, what's up, everybody? It's awesome. Yeah, dude. (laughs) International now. Yeah. Tony is from Canada. Uh, Corey, uh, originally from Louisiana, so we call him our Raging Cajun. And then obviously, you remember Josh and Karina from the first go around. Yeah. That's right. All right. I'm going to try to knock this out in one take. (laughs) I will be impressed if you do it. If I do. this, bro. A little liquid courage. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got a very special episode for you. This is episode 100 for us. So you've got myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. We've got Tony Stats and Info Lance, Josh motherfucking Chambers, right, Corey, the Raging Cajun Viator. And we've got, like I said, a very special guest, the intellectual instigator, the professional game player, sports better and fashion icon, only challenger ever to get a home one, day one final champ, level two pussy chicken, AYTO season three winner, AYTO second chance winner, seven season veteran with 11 daily wins, eight eliminations, six wins, two losses, AKA the goat slayer, A.K.A. Master and Commander, A.K.A. Young Dagger, <laughs> A.K.A. The Oprah of $38,000, now champion of all challengers, first of his name, Devin, the Challenge 38, Rider Dies, male champion, Walker. Woo! There you go. God damn, that was a lot. That is the best intro anyone's ever given me. Hell yeah. Fuck yes, man. I'm not going to lie. That took me about 15 minutes to write earlier. Exactly. I got to get that put on a shirt. Right. Fuck, that's going to be a front and back. That's like listing all the Cleveland Brown quarterbacks from like 2000 to 2022. Uh, well, it is. I am, I am honored. I'm so happy the, 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 uh, the team has expanded. I'm honored to be back. And, you know, obviously with a lot to talk about, but, you know, with 99 episodes in between, putting a bookmark on the century note. And yes. uh, I appreciate you guys. It's, uh, it's been one hell of a ride for myself and for you guys as well. So I'm looking forward to diving in and, and thanks a lot for having me. Dude, really, the thank you goes to you. Yeah. You gave us a shot at episode one. 
I was sitting in my office at work. Uh, Karina was recording from the garage. I yeah. think Josh was like outside recording. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was a long road, but without, in my personal opinion, without you giving us that shot, we would have never been here at episode 100 yeah. talking to you once again with, like you said, a lot more to talk about. Yes, absolutely. If I had the ability to cry, I may shed a tear, right? (laughs) (laughs) We'll pretend. (laughs) No, I'm on record in in challenges telling people not to waste their energy crying, so I will will keep it contained. (laughs) Well, you know what? We're not going to try to make you cry at any point, but I might shed a couple tears as we go, just because it's an emotional day. We're (laughs) We're we're stoked about this. Yeah. And I think the best part about it is, is when we first started talking, it was, I think, right after Double Agents. Mm -hmm. I think Spies and Lies was just coming out. They had just started. Yeah. yeah, And we were talking about like the growth that you'd had and the trajectory that we saw and everything like that. And then to come back now and for you to be a challenge champ, dude, it's fucking awesome to see. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's been, it's like when I, when I look back to the timeline and I think about it, Everything that's gone on since, you know, my conception on reality TV with Ari the One Three, um, it's like it's just potentially a storybook ending, and and we're I don't even think we're halfway done with the book yet. So it's mm-hmm. like there's uh, there's something to be said for for peaking too early, but I'll take it. You know, here I was thinking I peaked <laughs> in high school, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That's not a bad way to be wrong, though. Let's nope, be honest. Not at all. I feel like we're in like chapter six, chapter seven. We got a good, you know, 10, 12 more chapters to go. A yeah. couple more rings to add. Yep. Then, you know, we're always here rooting for you. But, dude, we have like a whole format that we go through now. And when we were listening back to the first episode, we were like, shit, we didn't ask Devin like any of the questions that we think like make <laughs> our interviews what they are now. So I want to kind of take it back a little bit. Absolutely. You're just kind of filling some holes that we missed on that first one. (laughs) Yeah, we were so excited. We were like, so you and Josh are friends? Holy shit. You know, it was a huge surprise to us at that point. But um, you're originally from Massachusetts. Is that correct? That is correct. Born and raised Northampton, Mass. Baby, shout out Paradise City. Love it. Now, I know this from listening, but you played uh, high school sports, football, uh, baseball, too. Is that correct? Uh, football, basketball, lacrosse, basketball, basketball. lacrosse. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> and a uh, quarterback in football, correct? Uh, no, actually, uh, a halfback. My brother was a quarterback. We had the, the Mulligan to Mulligan connection, actually, um, which was oh, nice. Lit. But I started uh, my high school career as a wideout and then transitioned as a halfback in uh, strong safety. Makes a lot more sense on those heights over waters. You're pretty nimble there. So mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. definitely yeah. translates right there. I like that. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, Northampton Mass isn't exactly known for its uh, football pedigree, but we, we, had, we had some decent teams. I was out there scoring some touchdowns. I had to, oh, yeah. no one ever believes me. So, like, the Corey Wardens of the world, the Festus of the world, they're like, bro, you didn't play sports. I'm like, no, boys, I did. <laughs> so, when I went home, we were cleaning out like a lot of my old stuff, and my parents saved like a lot of like, newspaper clippings. So I was like firing off text after text. These guys, like, you know, you know, the junior running back, Devin Walker, scores four touchdowns in the first half. I'm like, holy shit. I told you. 
<laughs> in one game. It's a fucking like yeah. Bundy story. I love it. Dude. That's awesome. If you want, let us know. We'll put together a hype video like Fessy did with his college tapes. <laughs> oh, dude, I've been thinking about. I don't know if you guys saw the montage of him jumping over things and doing. Yes, <laughs> I fucking recorded it. Yeah. Okay, so there, I don't want to. I don't want people to get too excited, but there may be my version of that coming through the pipeline at some point. Oh dude, my god! That was fucking crazy. Yeah. It's just too good, dude. That was so weird. <laughs> yeah, just like just out there, just jumped it over. It reminded me of like the parkour scene from The Office. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, you're thirty-two. Like, <laughs> oh god, I I hope you do that. That's gonna be good. That would be yeah. amazing. Like, I don't want to rag on Fessy too much, but he makes it so easy, man. It's just yeah, like, I I actually, yeah, I really like Fessy in, yeah. in certain moments, but there's also just like. There's a level, I guess, of cringe to everybody. And like, I'm of no, I'm not the exception to that rule. Like, like trust me, I know what I'm posting. Phenomenal. Oh my God. That was incredible, though, by the way. That was so fucking funny. That was, funny. A good one. Yeah. That yeah. was so good. To my videographer, uh, Corey Barron's actually in the building right now. He's over on the couch getting some swipes in. <laughs> um, on the apps, actually the apps, yeah. So uh, he, he, you know, we're 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 out here doing that thing, but it was fun, and and Natalie's handled it well. But it's it's funny to make fun of people in a in a lighthearted way. Yes, and, uh, definitely. Fessy uh, is a, a target of a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Same highly here, enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, yeah. look, you guys give us a lot of material on the shows, mm-hmm. and you know, I want to thank you for that because. You know, a lot of your lines this year turned into memes at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah, they did. And I did want to say this before I get forget. We just watched the the first episode of the reunion, and you pull in the safe dagger. So we'd like to see young dagger coming back, even at the reunion. It's not. Yeah. It wasn't a fluke that on lucky, the season. That lucky yeah. streak just going. <laughs> I have. I actually mentioned this today on a different podcast, and I do have. There is a tactic. This is not like just blind faith or luck. I do have a tactic. I'm going to keep it. Excuse me. I want to keep it for the memoir because I don't yes. want to get used to the castle out too early when I got to continue to compete against these people. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, it's, am I lucky? Very. Uh, pretty, pretty average looking, average athletic guy. Just won like the, the competition for best looking athletes uh, on TV. Right? That's what the challenge is. So. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't know how that quite worked out. Uh, uh, so lucky, yes, but also uh, I, I do, I do have have some tactics there that, that I'll yeah. share at a later date. So yeah. just, and we can take this out if this is one of those save it for the memoirs. We talked to Sarah, and she had mentioned that she uses a certain type of memory uh, scheme, like as far as like mm-hmm. a story in her head to memorize certain things. Um, is that one of those in your back pocket that you keep for yourselves as well? Funny, it's funny you mentioned Sarah Rice. So the book that she's referring to is called Moonwalking with Einstein. This can yep. absolutely stay in here. I have referenced it several times, and I do credit Sarah uh, often for pointing me in the direction of that book. And I read that book after Rivals 3. Um, and so we can go back and fact check this as well. I read that book on an airplane on my way to film Second Chances, which I also won. Yep. Uh, and the way in order to get into that final, we had to rappel down a building and memorize uh, the 
position of furniture in a room and mm-hmm. down to like the, how many oranges were in the bowl and then move a bunch of stuff in and build the furniture and replicate the room. Um, it took everybody like five or six hours. Me and Rashida did it in the first try. It was about 20 minutes. We built the furniture, we set it up and it was locked in. So uh, the book does work. I use, I don't use that tactic um, as much, but I know a lot of people that do and it does help them. I think really what, what memory comes down to is um, attention to detail and willingness to um throughout everything in your day-to-day work on memory. Now, do I know where I put my keys ever? Absolutely not. But that's because I'm not paying attention to that, right? It's like, I don't know where my shit is because I just throw it all around. Um, Do I remember the girl's name I'm talking to? Sometimes no. Um, (laughs) For that, that I don't do. But uh, like, if you really do care, you can figure it out. And I think that's the trick to memory. It's like most of the people don't actually care to memorize the thing. Yeah. Uh, whether it's because they don't like it or they don't think it's important or whatever, they don't value the skill set. If you really just stare at something for a while and no matter what trick you use, um, you should be able to kind of put those things together. So uh, when we're out there, my ability to stay calm and pay attention to detail under pressure, I think is what separates me in the events that you see me um, succeed in lights over water. That's another like super attention to detail situation. The comparison there to memory and lights over water, a lot of people wouldn't see, but to me, it's all the same thing. It's attention to detail. It's focus under pressure. Yeah, it's not, it's doing the little shit. It's making sure that every step that you take is perfect um, because the room for error is so small. Uh, in that, in, in those things are parallel in my mind because that's if you fuck up one thing in a memory puzzle, the whole thing's wrong. If you fuck up one step on a heights of water challenge, you're in water, your time is over. You're done. Yep. You cannot yeah. fuck it up. It's got to be perfect. And you only get one chance at it. I, uh, we in, I don't know if you guys got it in the States, but in Canada, we just got Challenge UK um, yesterday on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. And the very first challenge is that the heights over water challenge, like, where they wrestle in the middle to get one person down first. And a guy hit the water face first, mm-hmm. came out with a bloody nose and two massive black eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, I've taken some I've taken some hard falls. Spies, lies, and allies in the ball throwing thing where we have to yeah. run back yeah. and forth to get those things. CT caught me clean with that fucking 15-pound medicine ball and it sent me in. And I had a I had a good black eye. That was right before the final. I had a good black eye. I remember um, that, yeah. Yeah, for for a while. And it was like I thought I almost took one of my teeth out, like falling. So we do 30. Uh, anywhere between 30, 35 feet typically um, is what right. they tell us it is. Sometimes it seems higher, sometimes it seems lower. Uh, if you if you fall wrong from 35 feet, uh, onto yeah. flat water, not like ocean yeah. water where the surface tension's getting broken. Flat, still water. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Like oh, concrete. Saw, not even knocked out. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've seen Leroy get knocked out. Leroy, too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was that second shot from Leroy hitting the water, not hit. Well, I mean, the car didn't help. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. um, so, and that's the thing is it, taking that that extra second to make sure you're doing mm-hmm. it right. I mean, yeah. it, it came down to it in the final this year, which was, uh-huh. you know, take that extra second, make sure we have this organized and laid out properly because one mistake, like you said, is going to cost you two hours. Yep. Yeah. I'm very patient too. Like uh, I understand. And this is one of the blessings about not being the biggest, fastest, strongest character is 
that the only way I'm going to level the playing field is through like radical attention to detail and patience. Because I know if they fuck it up, I'm, I got it right. Yeah. So a lot of times people think that they need to win the race aspect of it. I need to get there first and I need to leave first. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not getting there first. So uh, the pressure's off there. I'm just worried about, I know half these people are going to fuck it up for sure. And if I'm lucky, then oftentimes I am, a few other people are going to, and then it's going to be me and maybe a couple others, right? Maybe. Right. Oftentimes it's just one person. If CT's not there, I'm like, or Wes isn't there, I'm thinking to myself, all right, I, I mean, this is a wrap. Um, but we've seen over and over and over again, I keep saying this, I sound like a broken record, but the, the, my biggest advice to my competition would be to value the things you are not good at Yep. yep. in the same way that you value the things that you are good at. That's one of the hardest things for people to do because they want, it's really hard to be self-critical. And I've just been able to do that and credit to my dad for like teaching me never be too high, never be too low. It's good to have confidence. It's not good to be cocky. You're never out of the fight. Like we just say these metaphors over and over and over again, but his, one of his big things was do it right the first time. Like yeah. mm-hmm. right the first time. Yeah. Will Smith has one of my all-time favorite monologues. His dad made him and his brother each lay one brick every day after school. And the idea was lay one brick and lay one brick perfectly. And every day, both of you are going to lay one brick and it's going to be perfect. And after a while, they have a perfect brick wall. But the idea was do it right. Do one thing right. Yeah. And then do the next thing correct. And because you know you'll never have to go back and relay that brick because it was done perfectly. Um, and so I take those lessons like with me into the challenge all the time. You will rarely see me have to do something again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and we saw it in this latest final, like Rick was saying, you know, where they didn't take the time to separate out those blocks and <clears throat> ended up burying it. It could have been, you know, two rows down, it could have been all the way at the bottom and they wouldn't they'll never know. Uh, so I actually do, I actually do know. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I, it, it shows you in the episode actually, and uh, one of the reasons that I was so, I want to say, annoyed, but like they had, they didn't understand the puzzle. And yeah, that, that shows because they didn't have to undo the entire thing. That was never that was never a part of it. They were missing a top piece. That wasn't a side or a corner, which means it would have to be one of the core top pieces, right? right. And so, and those were blank on all sides mm-hmm. except they had a top. Yeah. Well, it was, there's only a 200 center block puzzle and they hadn't completed the back of it yet, which was a full face. So that's, that's 40 blocks right there that aren't didn't play. Now you're down to 160. You know it's not the sides. So now you're down, now you're down another 40. Now you're down to 120. You know it's not the front face because you have that completed correctly. Now you're down to 80. If you start taking those blocks out, it's very unlikely that it's gonna be the bottom layer. Yeah, exactly. You, you know it's not the top layer. So mm-hmm. you take those two out. Now you're down to like 60 blocks. And it's pro- it's probably not gonna be just based on math, it's probably not gonna be in the bottom or the top of that stack. So really you're dealing with anywhere from 20 on the low end to 
50 on the high end that he would have had to move. Yeah. So to say we have to redo the entire 200-piece thing just shows that they never really truly understood the concept of the puzzle. Yes. They rushed into it instead of developing the system to put it together in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's like putting the IQ of... I bet you if they had done it, I bet you if I was coaching them on how to do it and just told them what to do, they would they could have redone that and then built it in 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. So it's interesting that you bring that up because we talked to CT and he had this idea for a season where like he mentioned uh, a few of the older heads like Bananas and Wes and stuff. Mark, but, and yeah, but-, but I think you would be actually a better fit in this is like to do like a coach uh, coaching season where there's a team and you coach them. Because you showed it on, you know, the uh, the slingshot, you could tell people exactly where to hit after about two or three tries with the cinder blocks. You might be the ideal coach, and we saw it coming through in the season with the Bill Belichick talks too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's one of the. So my dad, again, I don't want to make this all about my dad, but he's the winningest youth baseball coach in the history of Northampton, Massachusetts. He's got over wow. three hundred documented wins on different youth baseball teams wow um, ranging from little league to like you know uh sandy koufax we call it here which is like the all-star team um before the kids get to high school right Um, and his teams were never these are the same kids who went to high school and didn't make the playoffs so it wasn't like that he had studs um he just got the most out of his guys and i would always watch those those games and those practices and just be like Oh, he's he's catering his coaching style to each kid. He's looking at all as like an individual. There's not like a blanket way to coach these kids. He figures out what makes them tick. And then mm-hmm. he can motivate them differently and still have a, a cool core team dynamic. And if you can do that, you're going to be successful. So I agree with you that I would be a very good coach. And uh, I, I would love to do that. If you gave me some of these guys... Oh, yeah. like you gave me a little time with them yeah they would be fucking monsters yeah. oh yeah like i believe it watching i think if you like if fessy and nelson and Corey wharton listen to you they'd be champs uh-huh. yeah multiple time champs well they would also there's that's another thing it's like you i don't understand fessy i talk a lot of shit about fessy Jesse's more of a well-rounded player than people give him credit for. They think, mm-hmm. oh, he's just big and strong, whatever. He's got a good understanding of math. He's got a good understanding of, um, like, memory tactics and strategy. So he's he actually is a bit, a bit more well-rounded than some of the others. But, like, the Corys and the Nelsons of the world, uh, and there's a lot of them. Uh, Jeremiah was on a season. He was, you know, he's incredible. Jay is another one. Jay's got a decent puzzle mind, but, like, he can take so much coaching on the politics side. Yeah. Like, there's, there's just, like, you go up and down the list. Like, even Kyle, I fucking love Kyle. Kyle's not winning any, any math races. No. But it's like, boys, just, just get a fucking math book. Yeah, like, I heard you say that. Amazon, yeah. and buy a fucking math book. Yeah, get like, a free algebra book. Yeah, you can learn a different language now in like two weeks. Why don't you? Here's an idea. You're a fucking tutor. You yeah. all make three hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, <laughs> math tutor. <laughs> well, it's funny that um when we had Tori on, Tori would be like, "Well, TJ would explain what the daily is, and then a bunch of people would just like turn to turn to you and be like, all right, now explain it to us, and let's go get it done.'" Yeah, that's I, here's another thing everybody does that I just do not understand. 
we all get together and they explain, TJ explains us the game. And then someone comes over, whoever the, um, the game's producer is, comes over and they explain the rules of the games. And while that's happening, people are fucking flicking sticks in each other's hair. They're like dancing around, farting on each other and fucking doing dumb shit. I'm laser focused on the rules oh, yeah. of the game. Every single time. And that's why people come over and they'll be like, wait, hold on. So what exactly it is that we're doing? I'm like, dude, they asked if there were any questions. Like they told, they explain this in four different ways. And sometimes I'm not gonna lie, I'll tell them the wrong shit. I'm like, yeah, no, this is this is the way you should definitely do it for sure. Do it that way. I'm like, okay, they're fucked. Cross them yeah. off the list. <laughs> Doesn't matter where they go. I yeah. So we we don't have a dagger for you to pull, but we all kind of were under the assumption that you guys did not necessarily throw dailies, but didn't go after the wins like you normally would this season because there was really no point in it. You would actually get more blood on your hands early in the season compared to later in the season. So I can confirm that me and Troy never threw anything. We legitimately dropped the ball on a lot of shit that we should have won. Uh, and we, you know, you look at how many times we came in second, we have like five second place finishes. Yeah. It just so happens that we, and then like, when I say we didn't throw anything, I mean, I wasn't emptying the gas tank on the barrel challenge when I saw Fessy Mariah in the lead. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to risk injury. You know what I mean? So, like, we were tactical in that sense, but we weren't trying to lose. I know some people were like literally trying to lose. We weren't trying to lose because we, I've gotten blindsided in this game a fair amount. And I know that anything can happen. And I don't trust TJ and I don't trust the producers not, not to be like, oh, you guys think it's fucking funny to not try? Well, boom, 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 boom. I learned that lesson in Double Agents when we all hung on to that fucking jam yeah. ball. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I will never, I'll never do some dumb shit like that again. Um, that was a unique scenario because it, it did feel legitimately unsafe. It was like windy. There was a helicopter. Um, we all know what happened in Rivals 3 with the chopper. So, like, I was, like, legitimately being like, this is how someone gets really fucked up. Like yeah. the only way to get someone off this thing is to go three on one and someone's got to get on essentially in a rear naked choke and then fall 30 feet off of a, of a dangling ball into the ocean. Yeah. So like, I was like, I'm not like, this is like legitimately not safe is what I was thinking there. Um, I still will just go hard no matter what moving forward because of the leaving we got. Um, but with that being said, there was no benefit. And so no. when you get enough, enough savvy players in a situation where it's like, oh, we're a middle of the pack team. People are still kind of afraid of us. What if we don't win? Okay. What if we do win? Great. Who's like a, like a win-win? Well, and we talked about it all season that, in our opinion, it really came down to three teams as far as well-rounded. Um, it was you and you and Dave. and then. Fessy and Mariah in the athletic like endurance department. And then same with Nelson and, and Norris. Like if it came down to a, like a mini file, the mini final, those were the three we were looking at. But when we got to the final, you guys were just the most well-rounded team and had the best communication skills. Best team won. I would say, so I would add Bananas and Nani into that category. Yeah. And then I would also add Jay and Michelle and oh, yeah. Horacio and Olivia. Now yeah. this, the, what separates the, those first three that you mentioned from the last three is that all of the last three have a glaring 
issue in their game. Jay and Michelle are the worst political players of all time. They are <laughs> horrendous. Uh, I love them both. I hope you guys listen to this. You're great at everything else. You should only do what I say moving forward politically. You both have <laughs> terrible ideas and your execution is even worse. So just crumble <laughs> up that and throw it in the trash can. And then you look at Bananas and Nani, obviously they weren't going to be puzzle heavy. So that was never going to work out with them. And the only thing that I would say about Olivia Horacio is that experience pays in this game. So a lack of experience to me is a, is a glaring hole in your game. Yes. Um, they wouldn't have that moving forward because of the experience that they have gotten. But going into this, it was very clear they, they weren't going to you know, be able to compete with the Fessy Mariahs, me, Dave and Dave and Nelson and Nerese of the world just based off that alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell of a uh, showing for Horacio and Olivia. Wow. And I mean, it would have completely, I think, changed the dynamic of the final if that accident doesn't happen. Um, yeah. With Olivia. Yeah. They could have beat us. That was the one team I don't think they would have. They could have. And if we all had to do that, that final bit of the final, mm-hmm. they would have come in second. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it, they could have, it would have gotten really close coming up to that elimination, that final one. Um, but I think that puzzle was the game changer with the cinder blocks. I don't think anyone's going into that with the same strategy you are and getting it done as quickly and as accurately as mm-hmm. you guys are. Yeah, no, that was going to separate us. And also, this thing didn't show this, like, that you guys have no idea how long the sand in the chain took. That whole thing took about five and a half hours. Um, the sand that took at least 90 minutes, the chains took at least two hours. Wow. Um, Jesus. But at, at least two hours. In the sand, and we, this is another reason why Nadia and Bananas shouldn't have quit. We risked it all with the sand. Yeah. yeah. So I essentially tunneled. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, please don't collapse. Like, I legitimately tunneled in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The whole half of the sand could have just collapsed and trapped us in that room. Well, Karina when called I was, it when and I, I was had ma- to watch it again. It was when I was making your your winner highlight video and I went to grab that clip of you digging through the sand and I was like, hold on. He created a tunnel in there. I was like, oh, yeah. my God, they're so lucky that didn't fall. There were some supports in there that were cross cross beam supports to keep um, the pressure of the sand from pushing the glass out. Right. Yeah. I did. I did know. And while I was going through there, I was packing it up against the thing. And yeah. I was, this sounds crazy, but I was sweating so much and there was so much condensation in there that it was mud. like it was not necessarily mud, but it was like packing sand. So yeah, I knew yeah. I could like really slam it and it probably wouldn't, but that was still like big time calculated risk. And it, I mean, it, in an alternate universe, we're trapped in the chain room and we can never get out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> still they there. Gotta, they got to break the glass to get you out. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I want to do is uh, kind of circle back as we try to get, you know, the idea of who you were before going on to reality TV. And I know we're going to be all over the place because that's just the kind of interview this is going to be. And I love these kind of interviews because we're going to touch on so many different things. But I've heard you mention a couple different times that you didn't have like the best high school career, had some issues um, with with uh, staying in class and stuff like that. But what was your way to put it? It's because I lived a very similar life, so I'm trying to put it real gently. Um, What were your like goals? What did you think you were going were going to do once you kind of got out into the world? So I always have been like risk averse. I guess I've always been willing to risk it all for for big payouts. Yeah, and I was pretty 
pretty deep in the in Kansas game uh, as a literal kid. So my fallback was always going to be, well, I'll just like grow pot and like sell that. You know, right. it's like, pretty pretty sustainable business. There's always a market. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so to, you know, to be completely honest, that is uh, that that was the fallback. Um, and you know, I I knew that I had like something different. And then I think a lot of my friends did just in like a confidence level situation. And, I, you know, I always had older friends and hot girlfriends and like, I was like pretty cool. So I assumed that that would just like work out. I was like, that would just work out somehow. I'm sure. Like, but yeah, my game plan was like to pretty much be the pot selling bartender, you know, and so shout out to that. Like that is yeah. show. I know a lot of them. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. That. that was yeah, kind of my fallback was just like, oh, let's do that. It was a great weed and bartend. It was my life plan until about 26. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, you know, I get it. Yeah, the service industry is kind of where it's at Thursday nights. Yeah, that's right. So that was, to be honest, that was, there was no, and I think that really, that, that weighed heavily on my family because I've got like uh, two very successful brothers in San Francisco. One sales, uh, works for Salesforce, is like absolutely killing it. Uh, one is the, you know, uh, one of the lead uh, designers for Apple. Uh, and then my other brother is an attorney in Florida. Um, and so and then I was just like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. My aunt famously asked us what we all wanted to be when we grew up, when we were kids. And I think I was like seven. So I give myself a little bit of a break here. Um, <laughs> but like my, all my brothers are like, I want to be like a baseball player or an astronaut or whatever. And I didn't like just kind of like chilling. And I look up and I'm like, I want to be a guard dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not sure. Dodge. <laughs> Dude, we got a nine year old in the other day. He was like, Are dinosaurs real? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> What do you do at school all day, bro? You just like <laughs> sit in a field and stare at the sky. Like, what do you mean our dinosaurs real? <laughs> yeah, they were real. So no, no, no. It, I'll give you a pass on oh. that one. That's that. Uh, that step brothers always wanted to be a dinosaur when I grew up. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was just thinking. Of. Oh god! So, what what brought you into reality TV? Like, what made you decide to go into AYTO? Um, I had a really unique girlfriend at the time, uh, and we were kind of like, I had applied for the show, which they had asked me essentially to like make a video. And so I made a video and I hadn't heard anything back from it. Then I got this girlfriend, right? And this really could have gone differently because she now lives in the Amazon jungle. Uh, oh, wow. Literal true story. So uh, she changed her name. I won't do it for privacy sake. Yeah. Say what it is, but it's like good name is only a name. She's like full blown lives in the Amazon. So um, yeah, she she had me pretty good. So if your boy might have been out out there at some point, no one knows really how that can turn out. It's like the uh, testament from John Grisham, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot going on there. A lot to unpack with my ex-girlfriends. Trust me. Shout out to all of you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Got me where I am. So yeah. Yeah. No, I actually do. I credit a big portion of my personality to my exes because you have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I always really valued their like opinions. I wouldn't like, date them if I didn't. And they're all like way smarter than me and super pretty and like really funny and just like dope. Um, and so I 
you know, we're I'm friends with all of them still. Like, I have no bad blood with any of them, but this particular one was very interesting. So I got the call from RU1 and it was like, I had to make this decision of like, stay with this girl who's awesome. She's like stunning and brilliant and like pretty much everything that I'm looking for or roll the dice as a 26 year old because I, it was my last opportunity. They were like, you can't come on this show after you're 26 and we think you're going to do really well on it. Yeah. And so my dumbass proposed the idea that I would go on the show on the dating show, are you the one where I'm looking for my perfect match? And just have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, You have got me fucked up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because that is not fucking happening. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so fuck I can find out right now. I yeah. Imagine that conversation. Like, no, yeah, it'll be cool, hey, honey. Don't worry, it's going to be yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. That that conversation kind of. She then essentially made the decision for me yeah. um, to to bring this back full circle and was like, I think you're going to do really really well on this. I think it's something that you want to do. And I think you'll resent me for it if you don't do it. So I'm breaking up with you. And she got forced my hand. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, like now I have to do it because I already got dumped. Right. Yeah. So, like, so that's, that's, that shit has sailed. Um, yeah. I'm not the grappling or groveling type. So I wasn't going to like come crawling back and be like, oh, that's so good. Uh, right. So I was like, all right, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll do it, you know? And, um, open meat market. Wow. Yeah. That, that was, uh, that that's how it all started, and I'm glad that I did. To be fair, because I just saw Chuck hashtag Chocolate Dawn. Um, yeah, mailed his wallet back to him yesterday because he lost it here in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> that was thought he lost it. Was at the house. Cleaners found it. Turns out none of us actually looked for it. Just started drinking beers at ten thirty in the morning. So that's chill. Um, that's real yeah. life, though. That's awesome. how it really happens. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing that happened though, because we were all panicking about it, and like it's, yeah. you know, it's good that it was literally in the house. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I met some really cool people. Nelly T, obviously Cheyenne. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. you go right down the list. Hunter Barfield. Like, there's there's some hitters in that. Zach Longo. I mean, you pretty yeah. like these are people that I still have relationships with, and um, it obviously brought me to the challenge and to you know some other things in my life. And um, I'm I'm very grateful. Although at the time I was not a big fan of lighthearted entertainment, I will now. Uh, say thank you for that opportunity. Although you should have treated me better because like, you could have had a way better season. You guys have fucked that part up. What do you mean now? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I know everyone here is stoked that you fucking made that. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, she broke up with you, made you do that show because without that, there's no Tory deal on the challenge. True. You know what I mean? There's no. We don't get Devin. We don't get Tory. Wow. The ripple effect. Yeah. yeah, fucking butterfly effect. We just watched it the other day. It's the only reason I can reference yeah. that right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Imagine if imagine if me and Tori didn't do are the one and and she was just, you know, in New York doing her thing and I was in the Amazon jungle. She'd be doing like entertainment weekly. Yeah. Some, you'd be yeah. yeah, those were the, our two trajectories. You yeah. would be wearing leaves as a loincloth right now. <laughs> fucking <laughs> chilling with spider monkeys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, ayahuasca, shit wow. yourself. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's wild to think about. I never thought of that. that. Tori, you're welcome. Honestly, you should talk. You should, Tori, you should say thank you to. I'll, I'll, I'll text you privately and tell you her name. Give her a thank you card. Send her a thank you card, Tori. 
Steve's <laughs> actually going to come up here hopefully on Thursday. Uh, we'll see how that goes. That's awesome. Go. Yeah, we're yeah. Uh, yeah. we're trying to get something scheduled with her as well. She's fucking she's been busy, crazy busy. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. know. You know, you looks like you're having a time of your life right now in Florida. We caught a couple of the, the you, stories. You guys have been there. there for a minute, haven't? Like a week or so, haven't you? Yeah, uh, we've been here for three weeks. Three it's weeks. Oh wow. Tour. Yeah, he's the parade, and uh, you wouldn't really want to kind of give a shout out to Fort Lauderdale. It's a good clean city. Is yeah. it? Now, Key West, on the other hand, is an actual <laughs> trash can. Uh, <laughs> it reminded me of like Tijuana, but by yeah. Florida. But you know Fort Lauderdale's got some class. We're oh. keeping it classy out here, so we do like that. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw the, the fucking karaoke you guys did, and that oh my looked God, like that was a amazing. blast. I mean, shout out to you doing the emo songs too. I'm trying to think about when you I'm and Tori and Josh. Oh, oh and- God, oh Lord, that was no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassing. I'm so embarrassing. Oh, it's just like that was that was week one, and like we were in this little glass box at a at a bar where you it was just a room of karaoke. And I mean, I was just a nightmare. Sorry to everyone. If anyone's <laughs> there, I'm sorry. I can't help it. And um, I'm going to continue to do it. So just I'm a train wreck. And that's just what it is. You know what? It's, it's knowing your lane and staying in it and just rolling with it. You know what I mean? Is that, a, is that an IPA you got there, sir? Yeah, it's a loggy. Your voice got a loggy. And I was doing my, doing my pink. Um, yeah, trying to get a little buzz on considering the house that we rented for fucking way too much money is a literal construction site. So kind of power through with some IPAs until we get that settled. Yeah, well, you get the beer goggles, it'll start looking like more of kind of like a, a new age club or something, you know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Construction chic. Yeah, Duh. exactly. There we go. It's, it's the Gary <laughs> Lee collection. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, going into this season, Going in and then having to go into the very first elimination, walking into that and having to do that elimination, even after winning, did you think, fuck, this is going to be kind of a rocky season? It's not off to a great start. Yeah, I proposed the deal to Tori in our OTF after the elimination. And I was like, yo, we might want to consider going up to them and just being like, by them, I mean the rookies. And just being like, hey, uh, we'll go into the next two in a row. If we don't win, it's cool. Put us in there, direct vote. We'll, we'll take some teams out. You can throw some, some, bad, some badass teams down here. If we win three in a row, you have to leave us alone. I yeah. thought about making that deal just because it, it allows you to play the game in a completely different way, which is like, A, go fucking balls to the wall in all the challenges, win or die trying. And then yeah. B, there's no pressure about uh, being political or watching what you say or walking on eggshells. It's just like, no, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Put me in. Do it if you want to, and we'll see what happens. And I'm going to remember who did it and we're going to come back. And also, if we win three in a row, you have to leave us alone. And she was like, no, you're a fucking jerk off. And I was like, oh, okay, well, but the point is, and we were so, I was so concerned yeah. that we were going to get worse and like just continue to get tossed in because that's the protocol. Just put them in, put them in, put them in. Um, I, it, it, it just crossed my mind. I vocalized it. I said, I came up with a game plan. 
Well, and, and that's something I've noticed. Like in the fandom, they always think it's attack the rookies first, attack the rookies. But if you look over the last three seasons, it's been very different. Uh, double agents, it was very much, let's get the winners out. We want a first-time winner. Throw Wes in, throw CTN in the beginning is what I remember. Now, it might that have been different. The, on that you. was the most, that's the biggest load of bullshit that's ever, that's ever been conveyed on this show. That was not about let's get the winners out. Uh, oh, I won't shit. go into detail, but that was not what that was about. And it was, it was very clear from the jump to the point. It was actually confirmed. I know this to be true, but I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. So I will leave it at that. But don't, that narrative is not, that, that is not that. And the next season, they actually, the rookies started volunteering themselves. So we didn't work. You know, that was a full-blown massacre in Spies oh, Lives It absolutely uh, yeah. was. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was a rookie bloodbath. Yeah. And look, there was, once you guys got that first elimination, it, it was pretty much, there was nothing they could do. They lost the numbers at that point, And you guys just worked them. They're, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're fearless leader. Turbo. Uh, you know, <laughs> we took the head off the snake and they all started <laughs> scattering like the cockroaches that we found them to be. At the end. <laughs> Bro, when they had their fearless leader, dude, when the turbo was stomping around, throwing knives into cutting boards, punching a little ball. What? The forehead, oh my were, God. They were fucking so drinking these weird teas, rolling around in the grass at 1 a.m. With a robe around all day, all day, just in a robe, just punching a little ball on his head. So, yeah, I've heard about that on a couple that different podcasts. So just what? laying in bed with his robe fucking open. Oh, I did hear about that. On catch some fucking turbo nuts if you're in Bamber that Bamber and Chauncey, yeah. I heard it on there, yeah. I never even had an interaction with a guy outside of... Um, making a funny joke at him, which is funny. Oh my god, First of all, it's hilarious! He's, he's in the kitchen, baseball pitching a knife at the cutting board, practicing his throwing knife skills. I'm like, dude, who are you? Right? Yeah. It's like, is an obvious intimidation tactic. So I just pretty much ignored him. I was like, this guy's an absolute zero. I'm not going to pay him any attention. Yeah. And then he came up. Uh, he, we had the issue that we had um, at the. At the thing, and I honestly, I apologize. I was like, "Listen, man, you seem to be a pretty intense guy. Didn't know I can't joke around with you. I apologize." I saw yeah. that, and he then he comes up. Colleen actually tried to sit him on me like a dog, uh, and she got caught red-handed and got called out and did this big "what was me" scenario. But then Turbo comes up to me and is like, "Devin, I need to apologize to you." For using mean words at the elimination. And I was like, oh, cool, man. It's all good. And he's like, and now I must apologize again for using even worse words at you right now. And I was like, oh, god damn it. What, what are we doing now? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like bro, you, you got to know, first of all, you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. Like, if this is a verbal altercation, okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> we're not on the same level. Yeah, I'm going to so, destroy you. It's probably not going to go well for you. Uh, and I tried, honestly, I was like pretty cool about it. And I tried to like dial it back, dial it back, dial it back. He gave me no choice. I fucking bodied him. Call him oh. pussy chicken level three. <laughs> Beat him at his own game. <laughs> Did the, I won up them. Leveled up on his ass. <laughs> went straight to the triple dog dare almost. It's like, bro, if you're gonna call someone a pussy chicken level two, at least cap the limits. I'm just gonna go to three. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, fuck. It's like that Dane Cook where you just keep going containers larger and yeah. larger. 
We're going to elementary school. We know what comes after two. Okay, actually, I shouldn't say it. We Whoa. all know. There's a fair amount of people on the cast that may struggle with that. Yeah. Um, but I certainly do. So it was like, dude, he, he got bodied because he was calling he was he was calling Johnny idiot champion. And so, oh Jesus. So, oh no. When he was walking away. I was getting it up on my toes. Well, you're a pussy chicken level three idiot champion. And he, just, he, he looked back and he was he was shocked. I could see it in his core. He didn't think anyone was ever going to say anything to him, let alone like use his own insult on him. Yeah. And, you know, I said some other funny shit about giving a bad invitation to certain events. So. No. Oh yeah, we got that yeah. in the confessional. That was like one of the best confessionals. Of the yeah, whole I was season. Those straight to his face. I'm like, I was like, bro, no one invites you to their birthday party. No, <laughs> no one wants you. Worst wedding guest ever, right? Yeah. You are a party liability, and you know it. He's like, what's this fucking kid saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got a question. At that uh, first elimination, did y'all think y'all were safe when you pulled the blank dagger, or do you have enough experience to know you're not safe until oh, the elimination yeah. starts? Oh, you're not dude, in there. your boy was. It's a good question. Your boy was patting himself in the back. I was all fired up. Said blank dagger. <laughs> Deuces, losers. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was a, that was a tough night. But I mean, again, it's like. You roll up to something like that, and no offense or shade at Kayla and Sam. I think mm-hmm. they're great. Um, I really like them. That was never going to be their game. No, no. dude, they, they were done from no. the go. That was, yeah. that was never going to be their game. And honestly, there isn't a lot of people. There's not many people on that stage that we wouldn't have beaten. I think we beat them five to one. I don't think it. I'd be shocked if anyone else got three before we got five. Yeah. That was just yeah. like, you're going to give me like a, a, a maze, a, a, <laughs> essentially a balance maze. Yeah. Of all uh, things. Yeah. You would literally need to pull people that aren't on the season. You would need to pull like a CT into this to, to com- make it a competition. Make it a competition. Yeah. Yeah. And have his partner be someone who's willing to blindly follow directions. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like too many chefs make a shitty soup, right? It's like if you, it had to be one person dictating directions. And one of the, the true strengths of our team was that we were both willing to take a back seat because of a mutual respect for the other person yeah. when we thought that the other one had, a, had, the, had the strategy. And oftentimes that was Tori reverting to me with things like strategy, but oftentimes that was me checking myself when mine wouldn't work. Right. And then being like, okay, Dave, like, where we go from here? And then her stepping up in a big way, in timely moments, over and over and over again. We saw it in the, the final with yeah. the memory pattern, right? It was like, she just filled every void that I had. Um, it's not like, she's not fucking me, but I'm just saying. He <laughs> <laughs> completes me. Uh, it was, yeah, it was. <laughs> Sorry, kids. I'm always It's for adults only, man. Fuck them. God damn it. No, but it's true because like you guys were doing that, that number board and she's like, you know, sometimes if you're married to a certain piece and you're like, you know what, you're right. And then it, you, fl- you, you guys flipped him and got it yeah, right away. Like, you know, yeah, crazy. It was yeah. such a good moment. Yeah, it's almost that like it was a great moment. It's almost like you guys are each other's muses. Yeah, is a good way to look at it in the challenge. I mean, she literally said I was hers. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah there yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah. But that's as far as the daggers go, your boy was like, I was stoked. I saw Blank Dagger. And I kept thinking, we kept thinking this too. We kept thinking eventually the hits just kind of say zone on it. Right. right. To throw us for another curveball where it's like, yeah. oh, pick the Blank Dagger. You think you're fucked. Pick a Blank Dagger. These people think they're dope because they kept making us pull it out mm. no matter what. So yeah. we were convinced that eventually it was just going to say zone. Right. And the other two were safe and you're going in. We thought it was going to switch it for sure at some point. It just never did. Yeah. Yeah. The twists were, I, I, I have a whole view on the twists this season, but they kept it to a minimum compared to from what it seemed like the last couple seasons. Yeah. You know, it was just a one major. Seems split. simpler. Yeah. yeah. And I, I enjoyed it. I think it made the season more enjoyable, too. Mm-hmm. I think it was a really good balance this season of keeping it simple and having, you know, some complex, some complexity in the format. Right. I would like them to, I would like think it's a step in the right direction. Again, we were challengers and not spies or agents. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. So Thank God. I would like them to take another step in that direction in terms of like getting just strip it down a little bit. I know you have a lot of, uh, time to fill with 90 minute episodes i get that 25 minute deliberations are too long like yeah, too much we don't, yeah it, it's 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 a little bit too long for i'm just putting myself in the viewers shoes there was so much other shit going on in that house and it seemed to me like they did they did simplify the format a little bit and it was easier to follow you could pick it up during the season at any point without and just be like oh they they must have gotten dq'd or lost like the format has stayed the same we're not switching 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 the partners remained the same that was easy to follow as opposed to the last two seasons but it, it just still i would love them to just like blast blast team you're yep. in yes with, you, you know, pick a couple pairs to either go to a draw or there's a house vote or yes. something like that. And the final is start to finish a race. If you want to, if you want to do a five day final, have it be a five day race. People are going to need to plot out their sleeping. They have to plot out their eating, yes. ration, their shit. Like that's what I'd really like to see. Cause I'd love yes. to see, I think I would crush that. First of all, I think so many people would blow their loads in the first three oh, legs yeah. of the race. And it was like classic tortoise in the hair and your boy with just like a dart in his mouth and a shell on coming out the rear from the dog. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be listed. That's yes. actually really Fuck smart. Yes. I like that, you know, just yeah. being like, you got to be here at the, at the finish line by, you know, day five. Here's your food. Here's your supplies. Good luck. Yeah. And yeah. just let you guys figure out when you sleep, where you sleep, when you eat, what you eat, ration. Yeah. Like you said, like that would be sick. It's really hard to film, and I understand that. Oh, yeah. It's really hard to film. Yeah. But there there could be, like, honestly, there could even be mandatory, like, rest periods where if you got to a camp, you have yeah. to be there for eight, eight hours. Right. What you do in those eight hours is fine. If you want to sleep, you can sleep. But when you get up, you get released in the order and the time, the exact time yes. in which you got there. Yes. Because yeah. this whole, like, win a day by three hours, get a four-minute head start, is like, what, what was it? terrible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it worked out in my favor. I don't mean to talk shit. Like, I love the show. I think it's the greatest no. team on Earth. Oh, it's yeah. It's just like, I'm, I'm in there looking at it, thinking to myself, and this happened to be to me this time. But even if I was, if the rules were reversed and someone like 
say I, I lost, I was losing by three hours and then I, I got a 90 second disadvantage in one. Yeah. It's you happened really, before. You really didn't win. Well, it was what it happened, happened to last you guys. season. Yeah. It happened last season to Tori. She was in, in first all day the first day. Yeah. And then day two, she got screwed just on that one and ended up losing by 10 minutes. And yeah, and like Rick was saying, same with you. You know, you guys were in first and got penalized yeah. for it. Technically, it just, technically, I went back to back. Yeah. Yeah. No, day one final champ, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Undecided in the intro. In day one, in day one of finals, because uh, believe it or not, me and Cheyenne actually had a lead at one point in the rivals final too. I, and, I've heard about that. Yeah. And then on top of that, now you're the only day three fucking final champ too. <laughs> and, and, and day, day four. four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's the record book is expanding oh, at this Rushmore. point. <laughs> just putting Rush- it out there, bro. I mean, we did just do Ru- Rushmore uh, Friday night. Yeah. Uh, you were on you my, were mentioned. You were on my Rushmore. <laughs> but oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that's one thing, like, I agree with you. They strip it down a little bit. And mm-hmm. if you really want to go after this fifth sport, you got to give us timers. We can't go uh-huh. with this whole. Well, and like, set rules and expectations. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't just be on the fly. You and know? then, my only, the only thing I, I, and I say this out of love, we love this show so fucking much. We do a podcast about it. <laughs> so, of course, we're going to talk about, like, you know, the downsides we see. But, Dude, you don't have to tell the audience every surprise. You can let us uh, be surprised right. too. Yeah. I would have you know? liked that. Right. Yeah. Like hide the partners portion from us. Like so that way that you know they were coming back. That, yeah. Because Anissa stayed and Jordan went. You know, we knew it, but right. the cast in it. It would have been great if we didn't know it too. Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. my view on it. That's a really good point. Is like there doesn't need to be this, I guess that's probably in the sake of transparency. So it doesn't seem like there was just like something sketchy because of who was left. That yeah. makes a lot of sense okay. too. Yeah. That's a good that, point. That's what yeah. I would imagine that that is due to is just like, well, we have to do this because otherwise the internet's going to go on fire because yeah. everyone's face is rigged anyways, which I can assure you it's not fucking rigged. If they're rigged, if they're rigging it, I mean, maybe there's some fucking things here and there that I miss, but I'm looking, I'm actively looking for scenarios where that could be the case. And I, again, I'm a very detail-oriented person. I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I would, if anyone would be able to figure it out, I would be able to figure it out. And it's like, it's just, it's just not. So I understand that people are upset that, you know, whoever wins won or they think it's this or they think it's that. It's like, dude, I promise you, if you go in there and you beat somebody's ass, there's not shit they can do about it. Well, and here's the thing. The people that complain about it being rigged are complaining about like more than likely the most recent winners as far as the last four or five seasons. But that also means that it was rigged when Ashley won too. And it was rigged when your favorite one. And it's been rigged every season. They're not going to just rig one season or two seasons. They're going to rig every season if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't. Look, and I'm going to be honest. If that was the case, they don't want to let the same. No offense to Bananas and CT. I really enjoy them. They make great TV. But they're going to eventually age out. And they're going to want 
CT does not make great TV. Let's not lie. CT flies under the fucking radar. <laughs> he used to make great TV. He used to make really great TV, but <laughs> now he makes a really good final, and that's about it. He makes a great final. <laughs> he makes he makes great TV by way of like a Where's Waldo scenario. Yes. Yeah. That is his game now. He lulls him to bed. And I'll tell you what, he does a really good job of it. He, he does. Here. What's what's even what's even crazier too to me is like because we're wearing lights all the time. I'm so surprised they haven't found like, or maybe they have it, they just choose not to play it. It's the complexity of the seeds that are planted that mm-hmm. is really really impressive from someone that's there watching it happen mm-hmm. it's little things in passing it's quick comments it's like it's it's like hey i'm still here i still haven't fucked with you it's timing it's like he is a master of that yeah. style of yes. gameplay and bananas is Wes is Dorel is gotten much better at it. He used to not be so good at it. He's gotten much better. He's readapted his games. Nelson is incredible at it. Corey is incredible at yes. it. Casey might be the best ever at it. Yes. And they never like everyone's like, oh, is Casey even in the house? But she's got one of the most crazy presences in that house you will ever see. Just because you don't see her in the edit doesn't mean that she's not in there knowing everything that's going on it is very well respected by everybody in that house and yeah that is like i just wish that they could dive into that a little bit more in a house yeah. that's fully rigged with audio and cameras how are you missing the conversations that give like the people with the most power the most power right right we missed so much i mean we didn't get you and bananas except for the first the episode clip. and then at or the yeah. first episode he came he in and, and then at the end yeah. and that was it yeah, it was a bummer. And I mean, I agree with you with Casey. I mean, and I'm excited to see Global. Uh, two things about Global. One, I'm excited to see her on that because it's not the normal. She doesn't have Fessy. She doesn't have Josh there. The only Nani, other person yeah. really there is Tori. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm sure we'll see some work with him. But second thing, it's a fucking disaster that you're not there. It's, oh, my it's, God. It's an oversight of the, the biggest magnitude. How do you not have the most recent male champ on this season? Yeah. Well, I would I would encourage you all to tweet. <laughs> I know about it. You know, yeah. I need MTV <laughs> and Buda Murray and the challenge and all of them because I also don't know why I'm there. I want to out there. Um, it was I was just as surprised as everybody else. And again, this is not me talking shit. I'm very thankful for them. I'm very happy with the show. Yeah. Drop the ball on this one. Hey, yes. I, I'm telling you right now, I was like training. I was running every day. I was putting in work. And not that it like broke my spirit, but I was a little salty, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I don't so blame happy. You. I'm so happy for my castmates that are there. And like every single one of them deserves to be there. Absolutely deserves to be there. Um, and they all have completely earned that legend status that they have. But it was just tough for me because I'm thinking in my mind, like, I might fuck around and repeat. Like, I don't know. If there's a lot, I don't know if there's many people that could beat me right now. And so to not get those opportunities when you feel like you're in your prime, I'm like, this is like, I get it. Johnny's got seven, but he also got called for every single season for 22 seasons in a row. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a lot more chances. It's a lot more opportunities. And when you know that it's going to be consistent mentally, you can prepare. Oh, this is my job. This is my regimen. I prove care for my job when you don't you come to fort lauderdale for five weeks and get absolutely blacked out every night 
yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the way it goes. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I have a theory that they want to keep you on MTV and make you the new face. That's mm-hmm. my theory. Yeah, I have a theory that they, that I'm problematic and you know, yeah. in all different ways. Uh, I'm not necessarily a family friendly show uh, persona. I think that mm. may be, I think that may have something to do with it. Might have, yeah. Because I saw photos of my ass and get hammered and smoked darts. But and, so do know. half of the people on that cast. They sell yeah, photos of their ass. Yeah, they do it a little classier. Okay. Yeah, well, here, let's be honest. They just had a male porn star on your season, though. True. You know yeah, what I mean? I don't know. These are all on Paramount or CBS. This is Paramount so or CBS. Is true. Yeah. I think that those gotcha. entities are a little bit more careful with their casting. And what's crazy is that I'm like, I know the script so well. Like, I've learned the script. I call it the script. Mm-hmm. Since I was seven, I, I know. I'm like, I know how to be politically correct. I know mm-hmm. what to stay away from, what not to stay away from. And I believe most of the things because I'm not a fucking jerk off. So yeah. like, I, <laughs> like, I'm not ever going to say something crazy because I'm not that way. Right. Yeah. So like, to me, it would be like, um, I wonder where the concern is about me. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, I can't, I've been assured it's nothing that I've done or anything, but it does seem... And I've said this a few times to people there. It seems a little bit like I'm getting back burner. And it's like, I, I don't quite understand that because I feel like I've, I mean, I've given seven years of my life to the show. I've done everything they've ever asked. I don't know what else I could do. And I'm finally single and I'm trying to bang on TV. It's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> which, which box am I not checking here? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Maybe it's because you're banana script tonight, man. They just can't have you on there with them. <laughs> you don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. Like, it's not like you haven't beaten multiple of the vets on that season. I certainly have. Oh, man. Imagine if I had taken fucking Darrell down double agents. Oh, my <laughs> God. God oh. damn it. That would have been, been Zach, Bananas, Wes, Darrell. Yeah, and that would have been like that would have been like Jordan and CT left, and you are did you win? You've got the infinity gauntlet at that point. Yeah, you fucking snap your fingers <laughs> and just challenge champ, challenge champ. Yeah, you know what I mean? our discussion Friday night. Yeah, we literally <laughs> just talked about this Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> that's you funny. That's fire. Oh my gosh. So, since we're on the subject and we're talking about these guys, one of our like obligatory questions that we always ask is mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a men's Mount Rushmore and a women's Mount Rushmore? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the men's easy. Um, so the four seed, the four seed is difficult, but the obvious CT Jordan um, brand. Yeah. yeah, the obvious. That's obvious. Yeah, now, personally, in my opinion, I think it's I think it's that order. Not because I have anything against Johnny; he's incredible. Some of those wins were big groups. Um, it's CT unanimous. CT go no matter what. That's that's no. That's absolute no question in my mind. That's fucking wild because you just hit our three exactly our how we three laid that it out. We're getting ready to release. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> easy. And then Jordan, just from the percentage of time he's won, I'm not even taking that into account that he has a disability with one hand situation. Um, it's nuts. It, it, that's ridiculous in and of itself. He's the best endurance athlete in the history of the show. Oh, so absolutely. if you get if you get into something like that, he's an absolute at a completely different level. And then after that, I start to look at two names 
um, and it's Jarrell and Wes. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> so no one else has the, and now when I look at Rushmore as well, I'm talking not only um, performance, but entertainment and meaningfulness to the show. Yes. You know, who's gotten it to the place where it needs to go? Who's gotten it there? Right? It's the who full has, picture. Who has these big, which is why I would say the challenge Rushmore is actually five. And I think it's those five. In my, I like opinion, that. in my opinion, I think it's CT, Jordan, Bananas, Darrell, and Wes. I like that. And, yeah. and it's funny that you yeah. say that because, like you said, we just did our Mount Rushmore and we got to the point where we were like, we have to throw an honorable mention on here because we can't pick between Wes and Darrell. Like, there's so many different, there's points right. for Wes, there's points for Darrell. And it's just like, it's so hard to choose. So well, I like the five. And that's what end up getting Karina because uh, oh, yeah, they Josh had doesn't ban- even know yet. Yeah, Josh <laughs> doesn't even know yet, but they had bananas at two, CT bananas <laughs> two, and then Jordan at three. And I argued them down to like. He convinced me to switch. I'm yeah, sorry, Josh. Rick and I had no. Jordan. It was already done. It was already over. It was already cemented. I apologize. I don't know, man. You left. Uh, okay, then we're gonna have to re- re-record the women's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're saying. The women's, the women's is a little bit more difficult because you watched the show before. But I would say, like, I know, I, I don't know the stats as well, but I think, I mean, Laurel is in there. Hundred percent, Laurel's in there for yeah. me. Yeah. And this may sound crazy, but Sarah Rice is a fucking dog. Yes. Sarah yep. Rice is an absolute dog. I've heard yep. Emily Strom is an absolute dog. But you yes. see what I'm saying here now is like I'm saying that I've heard. Right. Right. So right. I don't know. It's hard for me. And this may sound crazy. I don't think Casey's done enough yet. Her trajectory is crazy. I don't know if Tori's done enough yet. Her trajectory is crazy. That might be it right there. Kara's probably in the mix, but I don't, I just can't, I, I couldn't list it because I don't know the accolades well enough. Right. Yeah. Ours was Laurel one, Evelyn two, just because of the rings, three championships, one in rivals. Okay. So common era final, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then it was uh, Emily S and Sarah Emily, Emily and then Sarah Rice. Yeah, and Emily S is to us the Jordan. You know, not enough seasons, but five and own eliminations, taking out Kara, taking out multiple. Every season people. she's been on, she's been to a final. Four seasons, four finals. Like you just one win. You just can't. Best. Yeah, it's just insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's hard to argue her. And then we got into a big debate at the four, which was Sarah Kara, mm-hmm. and it ended up being Sarah with Kara outside. We'll catch some shit for it, but it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, we're gonna catch some shit for that for sure. Yeah, that that one's interesting. So like, I just I just want to play the game with both of them, and I I know I mean Sarah had bananas at his prime prime, and that cast was weak, super yeah. weak. It was like I mean Vince and Jenna. Wes and Nani, they were a solid. Tony and uh, Camilla, but they got kicked out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so were. Oh, and that it was like, I mean, Nate and Christina, me yeah. and Cheyenne, uh, Dario and uh, Nicole. I mean, it was like right down the list. Tom and uh, Simone. I mean, it was bad. So yeah. it was like, I, but they dominated that. They dominated that show. And they dominated that show. I always say this. In a co-ed partnership, it comes down to the best females. Those mm-hmm. that's who you'll see separate the pack. Yep. And she dominated everybody there. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Dominated everybody there. She did. Absolutely. One hundred. She got two, right? Yeah. Sarah. She, yeah. yeah. One with Jordan, 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 and then yeah. bananas. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think you're right though. It's and we talked about this was that right now we have them kind of like five to ten, which is mm-hmm. the Tory, Casey, Cam. Like the ones that are kind of on that outside, but their their trajectory is aiming really yeah. close. Uh-huh. And you know, we'll see what happens with there's there's some others. I know there's Ashley with two, but who knows what's going to happen? I think Jenny West was on our list as well. As yeah, in that, somewhere in that top ten, and Susie. Mm-hmm. Well, she's just a fucking beast. Jenny's just scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I've never met her, but I've heard I've heard really good things about her. And uh, yeah, not to not to sleep on Ashley. She's very good. She's got a she's got two, but. For me, if I'm, I'm just thinking about picking a partner, right? No, she would be on the low end on picking a partner. Yeah. That's for sure. That's not like so. I, I go. I take Cam. I take Cara. I take Tori. I take all before I take. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and, and and that's the thing. I think it football. It's hard to distinguish between rings and who's the goat, right? Brady's the goat. He's got the most rings, but he's proven it yeah. otherwise too. Mm-hmm. Um, in the cha- in the challenge, it's very different. You can have three rings like Veronica, but Veronica's not the goat. Let's no. be honest. You know what I mean. And Laurel's got one. No, and we... no, Veronica's not the goat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not no, bro. No. Laurel's got one, and we we kind of unanimously think Laurel's the goat. Yeah, people you know name I mean? people name Veronica as the best just simply because she has three wins, and it's yeah. like, no, that's yeah. not how this works. <laughs> looks like my tea of Veronica. That she was a great a, memory. <laughs> and that was at a time too when, I mean, no offense to all those people that won at that point, but I know this because I talked to the people that were there and they're like, dude, it was, we went with 24 people. It was five weeks long. It was essentially a popularity contest. There was the same group of people that didn't vote for the same group of people every single time. And we all just went to the final and battled it out at the end. So, like, the, the reason Darrell is impressive is because he got four in a row. Right, and exactly. That's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, that's well, hard to has do, the, no matter what the format is, that's really hard to do. No matter the Super situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I equate the challenge to almost like baseball statistically, like where if you get a, a you know, a one and three hit, you're Hall of Fame. You know, yeah. you keep that 333 <laughs> batting hit average, you're, you're going to make it to the Hall. And it's this, similar to the challenge to mm-hmm. me as far as, like, getting to finals, let alone winning finals. You go four for four, you, you can't not be in the, the conversation. You be in the conversation. That's yeah. true. And honestly, so let's switch gears here and just talk about all the statistics that you rattled off for me so I can avenge uh, <laughs> a viral tweet that I had. Hell yeah. Do it. Very modest thing to say, by the way. Top 25. Yes. And <laughs> not fucking 15. Top 25. Yeah. Seven seasons, three finals, two bronze, one gold, six and two in elimination, beating Wes, beating Bananas, beating Zach. If that's not fucking top 25, I don't know what is. I think just people hating. I think the mistake was the fact that you put it out before the final aired. You see, guys, you put it out now. You put it out now. I think, <laughs> I think you get you. People Repost. agree. Yeah. In my, person, in my personal opinion, I think I think you can make a strong argument for top fifteen, and make a really so. good argument for maybe top ten 
because I mean, look, top 15, 10, 10 on that. I'm not, I'm not top 10. I, I mean, I said that the other night because I just want to fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> where I see myself in that 23, this probably is high end 17 range. I think I was going to say, I could see somewhere from 17 to somewhere between 17 to because the 25. I, I think that's that fair. list of you know, people people hit me with some fucking lists right off the bat. Like, <laughs> you, you got to take a few of them out because it's just like, dude, really? You got fucking this? You got? I mean, no offense, but like, caught up the worst. Yeah. Like, it's not. I'm sorry, that's not. We're like, you know, yeah. it's hysterical. Just no shade at him. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. Look at the careers. Like, we're not the same. No. So no. you, you got to take a lot of those people. Had Nelson and Corey above me. I'm like, guys, that that's is. They're just being dicks at that point. So I think I think it is. I think somewhere on either side of twenty, give or take three spots on either side of twenty, is fair. Where would you put Zach? Just out of curiosity, where would you put Zach on your list? Having played with Zach, where do I put Zach now, or where do I think Zach's career? He didn't do a lot of shows, right? Only like six, six or seven, six or seven, one one win, yeah, seasons, yeah. He's probably, I put Zach above me because in, again, he is a rare skill set, like super, super rare skill set. And also, again, I'm measuring this off of like what people have done for the show. The Jenna Zach relationship is fucking iconic. Yeah. He's just a part of a lot of really good fucking moments i believe he's one of the first ever mercenaries so it's like he's done some really fucking legendary shit um so it's hard for me not to throw him in in the mix there and i would say that that's fair he's probably somewhere i don't know i don't get quite put in the top 10 he's somewhere 15 to 12 he's right 12 13 14 15 somewhere in there See, I, and that's why I can make the argument and, and I get your point where you're you're saying maybe not 15 to 10, but I can make the argument for you to 15 to 20 easily, mm-hmm. easily. That's yeah, an easy so. argument. Yeah. And yeah. secondary. So go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. No, I was, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm breaking up the, the story here. Oh, you're good. So putting Zach at a 12 to 15 top males who lost to Cara in a final. Mm-hmm. But Cara's not Mount Rushmore. You again. Cora really? cries too much for everything challenge related. So do I. What she does cry over math problems, problems, let's be honest. But so that's do a different I. I can't do math. <laughs> she does cry. I just wanted to throw that out there. No, but yeah, that's for the record, that final was trash. You want to know who would have sucked in? One hundred percent. You want to know who would have won that final? Your boy. Yeah. <laughs> that puzzle at the end. Wear the fucking wear the armor suit, memorize colors. You're fucked. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm like, this sounds like a Saturday afternoon, right? <laughs> you can do that darting up and drunk, fucking drinking a beer in the fucking armor suit. Dilly dilly, y'all. Dilly dilly. Like Kevin, stop smoking cigarettes in the suit. <laughs> Dude, I've always been kind of surprised that we never get any of those shots in the final of like either yourself or CT with just a random cigarette just hanging. You know what I mean? <laughs> I couldn't fucking blow your guys' mind right now, but I don't want to get sued, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, don't trust do that. Me, dog, trust and believe. Trust and believe. Some of the shit that I've seen on that show is so goddamn funny. 
and I wish they showed it so bad, but they just don't, they can't, or they oh. don't, they choose not to, or whatever. But it is just so fucking funny what goes on. And it's like the doubt, like in the house, like you guys mentioned it, we didn't get a lot of the mean banana shit. I'll just say it flat out. The kid's fucking funny. He sometimes misses, like his jokes don't land or they're like a little bit, you know, maybe not all the way thought through in terms of like, you know, maybe hurting someone's feelings or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's gotten better about that, but the kid's fucking funny. He's got yeah. good timing. He's he he understands humor and like we the two of us fucking ripped it up in there and they would have been <laughs> you guys got robbed of some very very funny moments. Uh, he got a very different edit this year or this season. It was mm-hmm. it was yeah. interesting to see it, but yeah. I mean we all agreed you you fucking dominated in in quotes of the year. Like it was yeah. nonstop quips all season. <laughs> Do you know what my theory is on that? Because I also, and people were wondering this about me too. They're like, dude, usually you're like the narrator of the show. Yeah. Um, I, and this is another reason why I think I may not have quite made that final list on globals. I think we kind of split time this season. I think the two of us kind of split time with confessionals and narration and jokes and like lighthearted type of shit like that, because we are similar in a sense. I mean, I can list a fucking laundry list of of differences, but we do have, we come across similarly on camera. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see where they would have been like, you know, this is a lot of the same style character. And in when that translates to globals, and I said this today as well, I think like to have me, Wes, and Bananas that all have similar yeah. style gameplay, because we do all have similar style gameplay. We really do. And when yeah. you're not going to have Bananas and Wes, like, and the reason I know we have similar style gameplay is because I modeled my game after all the people that won. Yeah. So from Our Mount Rushmore that we all just agreed on, there's not a single person on that list that I haven't modeled my game after in some way. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like, I guess that makes me maybe less unique of a challenger, but one of it also makes me a fucking champion. So I'll take that. Fuck yeah. There's a reason why those people that we listed off have over fucking what seven I, I don't over Nine, 15 10, 11, championships. 12, 15, you know. 16, 17, 18. 18 right. We're counting Wes and then we add in Durrell, 18, 19, 20, I don't do math, but I think that's 22. Yeah, there's a reason. That's over yeah. half the seasons yeah. right there. Yeah. Gone. You know what I mean? Crazy. It, not bad people to fucking model your game. After. <laughs> really though. That's <laughs> right. Uh, just real quick, my uh, wife and kid just got back home, so I'm going to hop on off. But it was a pleasure, Devin. And uh, y'all Appreciate have a good night. Thanks, <laughs> right. See you later, Corey. See you, Corey. So, um, Devin, as a favor to me here in a little bit, I'm going to have you talk some shit about the Saints because Corey's a Saints fan and me being a Falcons <laughs> fan, we're constantly at each other's necks. So I'm going to need your sports expertise at that point. Okay, I'm ready to rock. And just fair warning, I got about 15 minutes. Perfect. Um, I I actually have a couple of questions really quick that I want to get in about the the final. (laughs) (laughs) So this was actually something that we um, that we discussed on our final recap. um, And it was something that Tony had actually brought up that he wasn't overly thrilled with. But I just want to know if it was just something that 
wasn't in the edit or if it just wasn't part of the game at all. But um, oh, after okay. the uh, after the the absolutely vile and disgusting noodle checkpoint where you guys did you guys know that there would be an advantage for whoever came in first on that or was that just like a surprise to you guys the next day when they were like hey bananas and nani won the noodle thing they get to you know they're in the lead now or whatever like so we had assumed that each day would give you a benefit but we didn't know what that benefit was going to be gotcha because our benefit was you won by three hours, you get a 90 second head start on team two and a three minute head start on team three. We assumed it would be something like that. Now, what it ended up being was five chalk balls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is a full, let's see here, do some quick math, two thirds more than 66% increase on uh, whoever you get 50 team two so that would be the third place team yep. and then uh you know a what's it 20 25 increase on the other team that's yep. insane yeah uh i mean that makes a gigantic difference so we didn't know it was going to be that you right. they got to pick the order yeah yeah so like, what i was shocked at is that after i'm going to pat myself in the back on this too uh, shout out trigonometry. Um, <laughs> how they didn't have that dialed after they saw me go because we fucked up. I and well, I guess we didn't really fuck up, but my plan was to never throw adjacent to the crowd. Oh, gotcha. Because I didn't want right. them to see the timing. But what ended up happening was once I got in my rhythm, I had to, I was throwing the second one and then I was. Taking my time, there were six in the line, and I was throwing the fifth one. So mm-hmm. that, that the fifth one just happened to be right in front of them. So oh, I thought yeah. for sure it took me one trip to figure out splitting the difference will give you the tail end if you throw it real hard, but you can take a little off it and throw it about forty percent in between the targets, mm-hmm. and that will be a fucking direct hit. And so when I started doing that, I was like, oh, they got, I mean, they got this dialed. They weren't watching. No. Of course not. They of course I want attention. Ugh. That's what a trivia is. Bananas had fucking 25 of those and landed, what, they what hit seven? seven? Yeah. Eight tops? Maybe. Yeah. yeah we, had, we had 20 Tories through, um, I think she threw eight and got two. And I went eight for 12. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. I would have beaten them. I would have beaten everyone by myself with 15 balls. Yeah. You were hitting Steph Curry numbers. It's ridiculous. And (laughs) that's the type of thing, too, where I hit a flow state like that. And I know it's a weird thing, whatever. No one, no one is better than me at that type of shit. Yeah. They're just not. Like, I've played so much shit like that in my life with older brothers where it's like, Oh, we have like a, we're bored, we're on vacation, we've got a tennis ball and a trash can. Like, we're making a game. Yep. And yep. I'm winning the game. Yep. Every exactly. time. Exactly. I'm like oh, 1,500 for 1,500 beating my brothers and like throwing a tennis ball in a trash can. So I just like have that style ability and it's a blessing. I don't think it's going to last for much longer, but. The fact that people don't just sit there and watch me do that. Yeah, that blows my I mind. I would be so fucking laser focused on the timing of that event. Yeah. 
It shouldn't have been a blowout. And Bananas got to watch me and Jordan. Exactly. I would have been trying to walk the field and saying, okay, where's he throwing that to the target he's hitting? Yeah. If production would have let me, I would have said, let me just walk the sideline when they're doing it. I yep. just want to see what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know Crazy. what I mean? I would have tried to get any advantage I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it just is what it is, I guess. There's not much we can do. Um, I was actually going to say in the artwork, uh, I actually had to ask Tori for it because I tried to get it off Instagram. But the photo where you're making the heart hands, I'm not going to use that one. But I just want to mm-hmm. say, are you wearing the same fucking shirt right now? Probably. <laughs> I'm almost positive it is. I'm going to resend uh, you the artwork. Guys, I don't want to blow my own spot because we got a lot of ladies on the horn here on Fort Lauderdale. We'll edit I'm wearing this. the same clothes. No, we're going to leave it in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing the same clothes for three weeks. I have four outfits. I've recycled them through for three weeks. My dumb ass brought about nine sweatshirts, pants. I'm fucking poor. I was poorly prepared for the, oh, for the weather down here. Oh, you brought you know? warm stuff. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm going to buy more stuff when I get there. No, because I sleep till four. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you better try to find a Walmart and shit, get a Ben Hogan polo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest. I hit like my 30s. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna stick with polos and t-shirts. There we go. That's <laughs> that way I don't have to fucking think too much. Oh my god, that's but, uh, Devin, man, this is well. Been... Hang on, I got one more. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I got, I got, I have to ask this question <laughs> you're because right, you're right. I have been literally like fighting with people online for a week now, two weeks now since the final, and so I just have to get clarification for myself and for them. Now, mm-hmm. at the end of the final. You and Tori decided to give 38000 to each of the other um, competitors that were in the final. Right. Was that part of the format of the game like it was in Spies, Lies, and Allies? Or was that something you guys just genuinely out of your loving hearts decided to do? Not the format. Thank you. Out of, our, out of our loving hearts. Yeah, not the format. Absolutely not the format. Everyone thinks it was in the format. Eat my shit. Yeah. It, they're like, they're was, saying, people are saying like, you know, production is trying to like make Tori and Devin look like these angels by making it look like they did it no. out of their hearts. And I'm like, cause they did. <laughs> like- yeah, we literally did. And actually to the point where I got frustrated with Tori because we had been saying the whole time, like, we're just the type of people that both of us are, are, and if, if you dislike this type of person, it's fine if you don't like me, I don't give a shit. I don't listen to people's opinions. Uh, of whom I wouldn't ask for advice. So I, I promise you, exactly. I don't care. I don't fucking care. I, I keep my circle small and there's very few people I would ask for advice for. And I know they know who I am. With that being said, the style of people that we are is that we're self-aware in the sense that we know we don't have this weird blind ego that we are the end-all, be-all, greatest gift, did it all ourselves mentality. And a lot of people do have that. They, and, and it's fine to, to be that way. And you have to, it allows you to be a tenacious competitor in a lot of senses because the be against the world mentality will give you an edge. Um, I don't need that edge. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very aware that you can't win this game because I've played it seven times and I've watched who's won it on your own. Yeah. So to go to the final with teams that all at some point during that season, made a huge impact on us, kept us out of elimination or, um, you know, helped us during a challenge, just gave us uh, emotional support during the game. Everybody checked different boxes and most teams checked several of them. It was a no doubter we were going to get some cash out. 
Now, the, the list of the, the top money makers in the history of the challenge just came out, and I'm 11 instead of 10. So I'm thinking, well, that's who's got all the money back. Top 10 most made ever would be lit, uh, but I, uh, I'm 11, so that's fine. Uh, I guess that what I'm saying is part of the thing that makes us who we are is acknowledgement of the fact that we can't do anything alone. Right. And if you don't like that person for other reasons, that's fine. But don't don't tell us that we did it for any other reason than that we genuinely felt like they earned that money. And I'm the type of business person that I am and the type of relationships I keep in my real life is that I pay people appropriately for the work that they do. I would I want my employees and my companies are fucking stoked. Because I treat them like I would want to be treated at that business. Yeah. And I always will do that forever because that's all you really fucking have is your reputation. And my reputation now on this show is someone that doesn't fucking steal because I don't steal because I'm not a thief. I'll never exactly. take the money from my partner. I never have taken the money from my partner. I've had two opportunities. Opportunities to do that. Never even thought about it one time. I've had opportunities to that I share when I didn't even have to, like this one. Yep. It's yep. not even like people would even think about it. If we didn't do it, it wouldn't even, even cross their minds. And we still did it anyways. And that is the type of person I'll always be. And that's the type of person Troy will always be. And I firmly believe that if you are that way, it comes back tenfold. So yeah. that's, I love it. that's all. That's all I got. And shout out Tori too. I'm saying I'm fucking this up. I'm saying I I I. It's not about me. This is about us and our win. And she was so down. She tried to share the money before we even won the show. She tried to share. <laughs> we're in the oh, and she's like, "So how are we going to split it up? Uh, we're going to pull these chains out first, eh? Let's win. <laughs> <babe. laughs> I'm about split the money. We don't have yet, babe. Come on, the girl. <laughs> so she 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 is one of a kind. I love her so much. I'm so thankful for her. In every capacity, uh, not only in the show, but like for our friendship in real life and all and everyone that played a role in that. And, and that, that includes Bananas. I mean, he played a big role in us getting there. And it was serendipitous to me that, that we got to, you know, kind of have or I got to kind of have my poetic justice against arguably my, my biggest rival in the game. Um, and I said it in the interview, it's like, that was a fucking, that's a box office smash right there. Yeah. Me and Bananas versus Down and Tory. I'm sorry. If you don't like that, you just don't like the challenge. Yeah. And You're just a hater. Like, I think a lot of people get blinded by their personal opinions or attachment to other characters. And I would really encourage fans of the show to try to remove yourself from that mindset and watch it as it is without the attachment. I don't like this person because they did this to this person and I'm loyal to that person. You don't have to be that way. I no. promise you, none of them give a flying fuck about you. So don't dislike one of them because you like the other. Yeah, like, no. exactly. You know, I know them. I know them. They don't care if they're DMing you or they're fucking doing this or doing that. It's only because they're afraid of the mob on the internet and they want soldiers in their corner. It is not fucking genuine. Don't fall for the bait and dislike someone else because someone sent you a DM. Yep. They're fucking exactly. tricksters. They play the challenge. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're challenging you. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> well, it, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, they do this for a living, for a <laughs> fucking living. 
Come on now. You watch them do it. You like them because they do it. Yeah, exactly. And, and and we try to always say that too is, you know, at the end of the day, we're watching a television show and you guys are there for months and we see compressed versions of who you are. So at the end of the day, I might not like Fessy on this season because he did something, but it doesn't mean I don't like Fessy because that's not who he is. Yeah, I don't at know all him. times. I'm uh, sure. Well, that actually kind of is who Fessy is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying we don't care about the fans. We're nothing without the fans. Like, we yeah. really don't have a job without the fans. I'm just saying, don't let your personal attachment to a character on a show ruin the taste you have for somebody else because that person that you're like feeling this attachment to is not concerned about your life yeah they are, they are thankful for you but they are not if you called them and needed something they're not fucking helping you yeah so <laughs> exactly like, i'm sorry but that's just the truth of it like that's the truth that's the hard truth and i i watch and i listen online and i listen to these podcasts and i see this and i see that and it's like certain styles of people connect with other styles of people mm-hmm. you will never ever ever see me or ever ask somebody that i know that's a fan or know that i even know it's my friend mm-hmm. just like somebody else because of me i would never do that and if someone's doing that that's a red flag big no. fact and and that's the thing is like don't get me wrong Devin, we're fucking big fans and if you were ever in reno i'd be like dude let us grab you a beer right yeah but oh, I'm pulling up if I'm in Reno. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you guys need a ride, I'm not flying out. No, no. no. <laughs> but like, if you were, if you were in town, you're like, hey, can you take me to the airport? I'd be like, yeah, I got you, bro. No worries. But if you're like, hey, I need to buy a bar like two hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, man, you got the wrong yeah. guy. You know, you're the one that just won the challenge. Like, well, yeah. you know, just we're kidding. just using that for for example. I know. No, I'm just saying. I see, I see it a lot, and I think that. It's just I, I honestly feel like people are robbing themselves of, of part of the joy of the show, which is that you get to watch the evolution of these characters and they get to change just like everybody does. Yeah. Um, and that's that to me is like one of the most beautiful parts of the show is that I've gotten to watch some of these people yeah. go from shells to like powerful, badass fucking people that are confident in who they are. And I wish that people could take the blinders off and see those visions as well. Because it's it's really cool what's going on. And, and you know, you, you blink too long, you'll miss it. So. Well, like I, I tell people all the time and, and this, you know, I just want to throw this in really quick. And uh, I know you got to get going, but um, I tell people all the time, like they're you know, obviously certain people on the show that I, I like more than others, but at the end of the day, I'm a challenge fan. I'm not, right. you know, just a Devin Walker fan or just a Tory fan or just a CT fan. Or I'm a fan of the challenge and I love the evolution of the show and the people on it. And I think that, like you said, you know, fans get too attached to just that one person that they end up missing out on so much more. And, and it's, it's a shame to watch. Oh yeah. I mean, low key, like my favorite evolutions have been watching Nelson and yes, Josh. I love Nelson and Nelson Josh and Josh happened. are like my two biggest that I root for. Like I want them to win just because so of, bad. Oh, yeah. you know what I yes. mean? Like Josh is, <laughs> and, and we dude, thank you to, to you on this. Cause we talked to you about this and you kind of gave us the insight. Josh mm-hmm. is one of the fucking coolest fucking guys I've ever talked to. Yeah. Josh is so Super yeah. genuine, super, super genuine, super nice guy. Nelson, I mean, there's not a bad thing you can say about Nelson. So to me, like, 
it's it's just uh, I feel so blessed and so fortunate to to have gotten to watch you know these people's journeys and watch them turn into to the people that they are now. And I think that you know I know the impact that a lot of them have had on my life, and I think that I've had a positive impact yeah. on a lot of people as well because they see my relentless fucking passion yes for winning and it makes them be like oh oh keep like i gotta go now right and like there's people that did that for me like without the people without the absolute dogs that play this game i'm not trading like i like i was right you yeah. have to bring your a game in this game you have to um and you have to work on the things you're not good at your journey a1 watching your evolution on this show a one dude and i am excited to keep watching it yeah yeah i know you've got a couple minutes before you got to get going you got some shit going but we want to ask this question this has become kind of like a big thing for beyond the edit is when all said and done reality tv and it's all you're walking away what is the message that you devin wanna walker want to leave behind for the you know your fans and everybody that's watched To your point, uh, or a good question, I should say, I think this is what I would say to anybody in general. I think that this is very solid advice across across the line. And I've used this words a few times, a few times in this. Be relentless in the pursuit of your goal. Don't believe what the other people have to say. Uh, be confident, but don't be delusional. Be self-aware, you know? Understand your things you're good at. Understand the things you're not. Try to improve on everything across the board, and just fucking give it your best shot. It's like YOLO. Honestly, you only yeah. live once. So if you're fucking want to do it, give it a shot. And if for whatever reason you have an anxiety or a fear that you're gonna be you know questioned or disliked or anything like that crumple it up and throw the trash can they're not paying your bills and they're not getting to you know be the the last voice you hear in your mind when you go to bed that's you you get to do that so trust your fucking gut and be relentless in your pursuit of your dreams i I love that i love that that's awesome one final thing um, if you end up going to Miami and seeing Tori, say hi to the duck for us. <laughs> I already saw the duck. Head of the duck. The oh, I was That's wondering awesome. if the duck's still still in play. The duck is still in play. I love it. Dude, two Daves and a oh, duck. Yeah. I'm telling you, that podcast would be lit. <laughs> duck just sits there, says nothing. <laughs> just, just fucking cold face the whole time. Anytime you guys give a take. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, it, it was a great, great interview. Um, I love the expanded crew. You guys crushed it. And I, I'm, I'm really thankful to be not only the first, but the, but the 100th. Um, Hell yeah. So many, many thanks. To you guys, to everybody listening, um, and to all and all the fans and the and the, uh, the even the haters, I appreciate literally all of you. We've all got our role, right? And, Hell uh, yeah! And, and there's there's no Batman without the Joker. So uh, that's I'll, right. I'll take it in any capacity, and, and thank you guys a lot. No, thank, thank you, you, man. This has Absolutely. been awesome. Thank we you. appreciate your time, dude. Devin, thank you. You've completed the circle of the first interview I actually wasn't on. So yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> y'all. See you later. All right. All right bye. You later. Bye. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. That was so much fucking oh my fun. God. I'm still awesome. just like beaming right now. My cheeks hurt. Yeah. Look, 
I'm, I'm still super jelly. I missed the first interview you guys did with him, but that that was worth it. It's okay. I did too. Yeah, yeah. true. It was right? just me and Josh. Yeah, I have mine. Yeah. It was just me and Josh on that first one on that first one. Excuse me. No, this was great. I honestly feel like um, I feel like we got a different not a different side of Devin as far as like who he is, but just like a different side of this. Another side of the story. Right. Mm -hmm. That we didn't get on the first podcast. And, you know, I just haven't really heard all of that. I I didn't know about the, the Amazon thing. Like we almost did not have Dave and Dave. Yeah, yeah, wild. Right? We almost did not have Dave and Dave, and Dave didn't even realize that he almost didn't have Potato Dave until we brought it up to him. Did you see his face as soon as you said that? He was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Wait a second. Like, hold on. Can Can I just say what my favorite part was? Is that he got the reference to the John Grisham, the Testament. He did. I was <laughs> reference. I was like, oh, okay. All right, we're I on that shocked. level. I was shocked that he got that reference. Yeah. I, like, nobody knows what that book is. Every time I bring it up to people, they're like, what is that? I'm like, it's a fucking fantastic book. Go Phenomenal. read it. Phenomenal. Go read it. If you're listening and you haven't read the Testament by John Grisham, go fucking read it. I'm going to Amazon link it below because I love that book that much. Like, also, so you're good. Amazon link it. There yes. you go. And, and we're going to link all of Devin's shit. We didn't tell him that. He knows we're going to do knows, it. He yeah. knows, yeah. Including yeah. his OnlyFans, including Only his fans, IG, all IG, that. Devin, where Devin Walker. I am really, really fucking interested in some of those conversations that he talked about that were never shown as far as him and bananas in the room and the shit that yo really quick though because i didn't catch on to it until after he like he was like halfway through the story and i was like but all throughout the season we kept hearing about this massive fucking fight between devin and colleen and this that's is right. what it was. Yeah. She tried to stir shit up with him in turbo. And turbo. that's what happened. Nobody knew what fucking happened. Now we know what happened. That's exactly what fucking happened. She tried to stir shit up between him and turbo and fucking Devin went in on her ass. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. That is so great. Oh, my it's God. It's weird the things that they choose to like not put in. And then the stuff that they do when they'll put in like one half of the situation. Yeah. But then not resolve it or show how it was initiated. Like, how are you going to show me what Devin said to Turbo standing down in that elimination? You know, when he did the dagger thing, you're going to show me Turbo's stupid fucking confessional that he had to say about Devin. And but you're not going to show me the 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 like the closure of that issue with Devin confronting turbo in the house and just going off on him and using his own insults against him how how was that not shown what the yeah. fuck is this i want to see that that sounds funny as hell what the hell but no like devin said instead we get 20 minutes of fucking deliberation and nominations every episode and it was like oh my god well i mean like and i especially if you're going to foreshadow in the first five minutes who's going to be in those deliberations yeah and you really don't need to spend the next 25 20 to 25 yeah seriously like mtv butum and murray like editor cut the foreshadowing we really we really don't need the foreshadowing you we don't what? need it we're not stupid we don't even like, need three shadowing at this point like we're fine with one or two just shadowing. tell the story and let us fucking be surprised at the end of the episode like that's i you know what we need we need to see Devin calling Turbo level three pussy chicken. That's what I literally just yeah. said. Yeah. I know you stepped away, but I'm like, how are you going to show us the start of the fight? 
the middle of the fight with Turbo's stupid fucking confessional, but you're not going to show us what happened when they got back to the house and went in on each other again. Like, I, that's the part I want to see. Yeah. Not well, the maybe others. Turbo got fully offended and didn't want it to be aired. Uh, Something. I mean, but look. <sighs> throwing knives at the cutting board. Yeah, come on, look, bro. What are you doing? Here's my thing. And I didn't want to say this to Devin because, again, like, he plays with these people, right? So I don't want to put him in, like, a bad situation where I'm like saying something and then he's either got to agree or disagree. So I'm going to say it now when he's not on the air anymore and all the heat can fall on me. But so many people have said this to me about turbo is that to be a hundred percent honest, I don't think that's how turbo actually is. I think turbo no. picked up on all of the, the hype around what happened with him and, and Jordan on war of the worlds too. And like everybody being like, quote unquote, scared of him. And he plays to that part. Right. Like Devin said, it was an intimidation factor. Him sitting there throwing knives at the fucking cutting board. Like that's not something that Turbo just does on a fucking Tuesday morning. He's doing that to play the part. I just don't believe it. I don't buy it, especially considering what other people who Turbo's not against, what those people have to say, how he's like the nicest person. He's so funny. He's so sweet. He's so caring. He's so... You know, and we saw, in my opinion, we saw the real Turbo on War of the Worlds 1 when he was with Nani. That's authentic, genuine Turbo, in my opinion. This Turbo that we see now is the amped up Turbo that is, is, he's got ego because people are, quote unquote, scared of him. And so he plays to that terrifying MMA can kill you by blinking his eye. Like he plays into that character. And, And that's just how I feel about Turbo. Well, good thing we're going to talk about Turbo some more later. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. We're going to start. I'm going to start giving you 805s before fucking roundtables when we're having debates instead of it just going so smooth at the end. Yeah. Also, I would like to say that this gives even more annoyance to how minimal of an edit Casey gets mm-hmm. because of how highly Devin speaks of her. And like, I, I like Casey and I'd always have liked Casey. Yeah. We've always, but she for doesn't Casey. get a lot of an edit. And the fact that like, she is that great of a social player and still doesn't get that edit is beyond frustrating. So I'm really hoping that we get to see more of her this upcoming season. And that's why I kind of broached that with when we were on with Devin yeah. is the fact that she's not going to be on with Josh. She's not going to be on with Bessie. The mm-hmm. only real alliance member she has is going to be Tori, mm-hmm. but they're going to they're not on a team together. No, you they're going to be competing no. against each other. Yeah. But they might work together. They'll probably work together, but it's going to be interesting to see her branch out and what we get from her this upcoming season. I'm I'm excited. With that being said, we should probably close this shit out. Yeah. Because that was a fun interview, I and I'm not going to top it. Yeah, I could, we, I could sit no. here and talk about Devin all fucking night long. And, and um, we could sit here and talk challenge all night long, and we, we, do. we definitely, yeah, <laughs> and we mostly, most of the time we do, but yeah. we should wrap this up because it's already been two hours. I'm stoked. Episode 100 is a grand I success, in my opinion. This. I can't believe we made this work, guys. Like, right? what? 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 And we made 100 episodes. We did. Fuck. Yeah, we made a so hundred fucking episodes. I did the math. That's crazy. And I included like our X interviews, which pushed us now at 110. If you divide that over the total amount of months, we are very consistent in averaging about six and a half episodes per month. Boom. Nice. Yeah. So, so if you're consistent. not listening to us six times a month, you're missing shit. You're missing shit. Hot no, fire. Like Dylon. Fire. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Dylon. Yeah. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire. Ah.
There it is. There it is. That's there what I was is. waiting for. <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, should we wrap this up? Let's put a bow yeah, on it. Wrap have, it up like a Slim Jim. I got to pee. Yeah. All right. Or fart. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Tej. That's what I actually really wanted to ask. I'm gonna have to DM Devin on that one. I'm gonna be like, dude, was, did, did, did TJ laugh at Tori farts? TJ hate girl farts. Yeah. Does well, TJ no, I'm not even gonna farts? ask that. I'm just gonna be like, yo, did did fucking TJ laugh when Tori farted? That's fine. I will never get over that being in the caption for that episode. <laughs> yeah. Does TJ hate girl farts? Well. Let's leave it at that. So, guys, this closes out episode 100 with a fucking amazing interview with Devin. Yes. I don't like to toot my own horn, but two two mofos because that was fucking fun. Um, but for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, the one, the only Tony Stats and Info Lance, Corey, the Rage of Cajun Viator, who's no longer on here, but he's still with us in thoughts and yeah, all that shit. Um, and then we have Josh motherfucking Chambers. Guys, thank you for tuning in for episode 100 with Devin Walker. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Stay tuned for episode 200. It'll probably yeah. be Devin Walker. You, you never know. <laughs> but Eventually, it'll just be Devin with a walker. <laughs> episode 600. <laughs> but with that being said, keep your guys' eyes peeled, because over the next couple of days, we're going to release this debate about Mount Rushmore that we've been talking about. Josh is already pissed about it. Partial debate. <laughs> Well, you're the one that left you early, left. buddy. I yeah, I try well, to I hold mean, your. I tried to I fight said for at the you. Of the episode. Hey, I have time, and then we wanted to talk about 45 minutes of shit. Welcome to the Challenge <laughs> Fandom Podcast. Is this your first episode? <laughs> no, it's my hundred. Actually, no, it's probably like my 88th. Like <laughs> Anyways, for all of us, no matter how many episodes we've done, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. <laughs> If you get a chance, rate us five stars. If you don't, we know you're a hater, but we still love you either way. That's your job. Do what you do, baby. Anyways. Yeah, we wouldn't be here without you, too. For all of us, for Devin Walker, have a good one. Bye. See ya. Later. Bye.